Uh, Peter, I'm a little nervous because uh, before we get into what happened during the weekend, I thought I needed to be very prepared going in. You know, these were some big shows I did this weekend. Right. So I made sure to reach out uh, and get my hair done again. And this is of no fault to Wandela McQueen, who has done a fantastic job with my hair. The color is right. If you saw the pictures, we did okay with this weekend. Folks, my hair is just falling out now. It is. It has been burnt to clumps. It is falling apart. There is. It's a. It's a hopeless situation. There's no conditioner for what I've done to my hair here. So, I think in the next few weeks there'll probably be a new variant. Um, and I think I'm going to put some of my clips of hair up for sale. You should. But I do want to send the warning of like, please don't use this in any spells without permission. I kind of have to, I feel like if I put a good faith warning of like, hey, if you're going to do some curses or some like, you know, awakenings, some invocations, just be careful with the hair. I don't want to be necessarily mortally involved with whatever you're getting into. I've got enough on my plate. Keep in mind that the threefold rule applies for everything witchcraft related. So if you don't want what someone's doing with your hair, they're going to get that back to them three times over. See, so y'all be careful, but I I think it's good. We'll figure out how to do this. I am going to try to leave an Obi-Wan Kenobi braid, but this hair is, I mean, it is falling apart. My boyfriend's very excited because he thinks I look really hot when my hair is very short. And he does not like this look on me at all, which I get it. I, I'm starting to look like, uh, Marty, we got to go back to the future. We got to get back to the future, Marty. Uh, and I understand it. But I did go into the weekend with about the blondest white wizard hair I've ever had. It's even yellowed up a little bit from what it was now. But it was a weekend where uh, I knew there'd be a lot of eyes on me. So I wanted to make sure I had everything up to snuff. Little did I know, there's more hair in my bathroom right now than on my head, I'm pretty sure, because it just uh, gets a little tangly. It's a little dry. Either way, this was a big weekend. I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of stuff here. I do have to be a little cautious in talking about some stuff, because, you know, we're we're in the middle of some things, and I don't, I don't want to give away secrets. Uh, but I had a blast, and I did not start at the Hammerstein. You know, we we talked about the Hammerstein, but I did a very big show the day before, which it is a little confusing to do a show that isn't immediately up live, but they edit these shows into really good, like, half-hour YouTube programs. So, Enjoy Wrestling will have this match out. They said that we were the main event of the first episode uh, on the show we were matched to. I got to Pittsburgh with decent time. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? I've not. Man, Pittsburgh's pretty crazy, and Pittsburgh's like, so if you're at the airport and then you're going back through to the part of Pittsburgh that we were going through, where the Mr. Smalls Theater is, uh, you go through this crazy tunnel, and then you come out, and you're like, about to go over this bridge, there's a football stadium, there's a baseball stadium, all the buildings are this light, beautiful brick, the roads make no fucking sense at all, there's just hill roads, the mountains look like they're like looking in on you in this giant town, it is very picturesque, it is very movie-esque, but it's also like, it feels like it's set up to have like some secrets, like there's some dark secrets in there. Interesting. Yeah. If you can't tell by my tongue, Peter, it's still healing. Turns out, like, it heals fast. Everybody's like, your tongue heals so fast. Not when you freaking keep getting into fights. If you keep getting in fights, your tongue does not heal as fast. Uh, I'm working on it. But Pittsburgh is beautiful, but it was so freaking cold, and the ice is everywhere. They were like, it warmed up a little today. I mean, it was horrific, Peter. I go back to this concept of being the gay uncle of winter, but really... 
it's about insufferable at this point. Like, I think I can do one month of winter and I'm cooked. All these towns are so much better when it's not polar bear temperature right. outside. Well, to be fair, your whole MO on the cold is I will be warm again soon. That's true. Or in the future. That is true. So you tend to not wear appropriate clothing <laughs> for the cold. Are you saying I try to uh, not prepare for the cold to undersell it and then I come to complain about how cold it is? I'm, mm, no, that's not fair because I think this is the first time I've heard you complain about the cold. It's it's just becoming noticeable just in the know. sense of like, I think you're in the airport all day, you're on the plane. Every, <sighs> everywhere is a pleasant temperature 95% of the time, but that 5% is really starting to kick my ass. I'm over the winter. We need the summer to come back. Thank God WrestleMania weekend is in Texas this year, which I'm supposed to have the graphics already. I do not have the graphics. We will be doing an Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Effie is mostly fine, uh, but we'll see. So the reason this match to me was so important, not only was the venue extremely cool, like not to say it's a mini Hammerstein, but the Mr. Smalls Theater had the double balconies. You know, there are people at all levels, and a lot of the fans that come to see Enjoy aren't like... They're not like these hardened old crusty statistic kayfabe wrestling fans who are like, do you remember the win-loss record of the NWA champion in 87? Like, those guys suck. I don't want them at the shows. I don't care. Go home. If you enjoy Effie, good for you. You probably don't fall in that category. But, you know, there's always going to be those people in wrestling. These are not those people. Thank God. They're punk and they're queer and they're wild and they're DIY and they're smartened up enough to where you can make, you know, references in your narratives and things come across to them that a normal audience maybe wouldn't see. And I wouldn't even say a normal audience because the audiences are shifting, Peter. They're shifting rapidly. We'll get into that. We we got more confirmation. They got to stop giving me confirmation, Peter, of what I already thought I knew. Because once they do that, it just, my head is so big. And as my dad said, he said, your head's been the same size since you were born. If you wanted to play football, you wouldn't even need a helmet. Could have saved the team a few dollars. Oh so I've got a big head as it is, and now it's even bigger when these people validate what I'm doing. But uh, being in front of those fans, this was a match that I had to make sure they understood the importance of because this is the first singles match ever in the history of wrestling between AEW superstar Sonny Kiss and uh, a person from the outlaw internet Effie. Uh, we are both, you know, we're both big figures in the LGBTQ wrestling scene. We've both taken different paths in this. I think Sonny is one of the most unique, gifted, talented, you know, charismatic people in the business who hasn't necessarily been given the best spots to shine in all the time. And so this was important to me to make sure we both kind of looked incredible and it bit me in the ass because I lost Peter. I lost, uh, not that I not that I check my cage match all the time, but they did put the incorrect result on this. I don't blame them. The match has not come out. There's not like video proof you can point to. But Sunny Kiss defeated Effie via submission, via head scissors, uh, choke me out maneuver. Uh, I don't know what to call it now that we can't reference the other guy who did the move. It doesn't matter. LaBell La lock. Head scissors LaBell lock. And I tapped out. It was an incredible match. It was a wild match. It was a physical match. Probably more so than people thought. And Sonny Kiss is this beautiful badass. And I think when they see how Sonny 
brings it in this match, they're going to second guess whatever thoughts they had about Sonny. And that's always my goal, Peter. My goal is like, okay, what do people think about you? What is the thing that we can pull out that they don't even know about? And Pittsburgh is sick. The Enjoy roster is sick. Enjoy is setting a standard for how wrestlers should be treated. We immediately got there to snacks and juices and proteins and gummies and candies and a full catering set of meals Beautiful locker rooms uh, with sofas. They were like green rooms. You know, there was, you had a little music going. You had, you could plug in your phones. It was incredible. The building is beautiful. The staff was great. Everybody was awesome. I did sell a little bit of the Hammerstein exclusive merch there uh, the day before, just because the fans were getting so wild. And I knew this was kind of, hey, tomorrow you've got to go have old man dinner with, you know, Jeff Jarrett in the middle of Hammerstein. You can wrestle someone your age with some skill. So I think we had a very good wrestling match in that regard. Peter, we still don't have an advertiser for this show, do we? No, we don't. This is sad. Guys, all right, here's the deal. Either I'm going to have to go take some corporate money and be a part of a podcast network because we're now we're like we're like in the 50s categories for wrestling podcasts. We're like we're deep in it. People are listening, people pay attention. I don't know what the fuck Anchor FM is doing, but they fucked up my advertising on there too. We got to figure this out. Let me know. People listen, people pay attention. You know how I know? Because I advertise myself here. If you want to get the newest in the Effie merch, effielives.com slash merch. All that goes straight to me. Produce and send straight to your door. The turnaround time is incredibly fast. We have Bussy Designs. We have Effie is Fine Designs. We have Slapknot's Designs with the logo of Slipknot. You can come hang out with Effie uh, at a live show and buy some merch, or you can have it sent to your house. It's very cute, very exciting. EffieLives.com slash merch, and you can get all the things you need there. Now, people are going to buy my shirts, and I'm going to show you the statistics, and you're going to go, we should have, we should have freaking advertised on the podcast. To the new listeners this week, though, this is probably what brought you here. I took, everybody kept going, are you driving to New York tonight after the show? And I was like, honey, we're in a different category now. But boy, uh, maybe I'm not, because I got kind of, uh, I got young boy by Jeff Jarrett a little bit here, folks. I got to admit it. And I will, I won't go directly to it, because I want to talk about the whole Hammerstein Day experience. I want to get into all that. I think it was historic and important. And, you know, the whole time I've been doing my best not to get, clouded too much by the reverence or clouded too much by how important this is being told to me, you know, by everyone. Oh, this is so important. So important. I wanted to take it in objectively. I wanted to treat it like another day of wrestling and kind of just look at it, but it was fucking important and it was crazy and it blows your mind. Uh, I want to say this before we get deeper though, y'all, if y'all think in my heart that I wanted to go into the Hammerstein Ballroom, to have the kind of reception I had, to see the amount of people out there in Effie and wrestling as gay and bussy and all these things looking back at me. And I lost. I fucking lost to El Cabong. And I can't even I can't even call him names anymore. You know, this is the easy way out. The easy way out is, oh, he's slap nuts. He's Jeff Jarrett. He's, you know, he's this, he's that. People, I didn't... I've never felt or seen and I've never been in the ring with the man so I don't know but I've watched his career I've seen plenty of Jeff Jarrett matches that's not the guy I was expecting to walk in the ring with me that is not the guy I expected to lock up with that is not the guy I expected I mean Peter if you see this footage this man was throwing me around like I don't weigh 200 pounds this man was in better shape than he's been in since I mean 1994 maybe this man is jacked to the gills I was in the movie Looper, Peter. 
I'm looking up at this man with a mustache with blonde hair who's just jacked, and he's looking me down, and I'm going, no, you're fucking not. And he's going, oh, but I am, and I'm destroyed by my future self. I am fighting against all the things that I will become. I am fighting against the cheesy catchphrases and the audience thinking that you're just some goofy little creature. The audience thinking that you're not serious. The audience saying, oh, you wanted to make money being a goofy ass, you know, little whiny, flashy something. And you thought that would get you over. Well, it got you all the attention. And now look at what you're left with. And that's a different version of Jeff Jarrett than I've ever seen or felt. And you're fucking right. I lost to Jeff Jarrett in the Hammerstein Ballroom. I'm going to go through my day still at the Hammerstein Ballroom, but I'm going to address it up front. I lost to Jeff Jarrett at Game Changer Wrestling in the year 20-fucking-22 to Jeff Jarrett. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. And I'm going to be great. I'm going to be great, Peter. Effie is great. That's the new line. Effie is Phenomenal. Effie is fantastic. Uh, but Effie took another guitar to the skull. And go watch the fucking footage. I know sold the shit out of that guitar. Come at me. But I took the fucking stroke, Peter. I took the stroke with the guitar around my neck. Reckless abandon. My nose is fucked up. I mean, my nose has been broken multiple times, Peter. And it's easy to break it. It definitely got broken again. And I had to like mash it around. And it's very sore. My neck is very sore. My body is very sore. I did not show my chiropractor what happened until after she adjusted my neck. And then she said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I don't know, Peter. I don't know what's wrong with me, Mrs. Chiropractor. Because I let it happen. I brought 2,200 GCW fans in a row. I didn't do it myself. But GCW fans from around the world were excited to see Effie whipped the shit out of Jeff Jarrett and they got the opposite. They got Effie having his ass handed to him all over the Hammerstein ballroom. I'm embarrassed, but I'm going to approach this now. I'm going to talk about New York City. Now, here's what's weird about this. AJ actually came to the show Sunday. And I'm going to address this first, actually, because this is exciting. AJ doesn't come to a lot of shows. You know this. And AJ, honestly, and I don't blame him, not a big fan of traveling a ton. He has come to the Indiana Collective. He's come to a few shows in Florida when he was around there. Not a big go-to-shows guy. And he actually came to WrestleMania weekend when it was in New York the last time. And boy, was that an absolute sufferfest for him as we are running on subway trains between Brooklyn and Manhattan and Jersey and he's exhausted and I'm not making enough money doing it and I'm running all over the place. I mean, this is my GCW debut weekend going back that far. So to be able to have a hotel room at the Crown Plaza one block over from the Hammerstein Ballroom and just have that luxury to be able to afford the Uber to take him from LaGuardia when we landed together to the hotel and say, baby, check in, lay down, take a nap, have a shower. You have your own hotel room. We're perfect. It lets you know that you're doing the right thing. You're getting a little further and you get to kind of show off to your spouse that like, I'm not just out here, you know, partying and riffing and coming home covered in blood. I'm partying and riffing, coming home covered in blood because we're connecting with new people and we're making new fans and the shows are growing. It's exciting. What's even more exciting, we check into the hotel, get a little breakfast, a little coffee. I was stopped multiple times on the street, Peter, and it was fantastic. I usually like, I wouldn't second guess it. And yeah, okay, I'm signing autographs. I'm taking pictures. It's New York City. You're on 34th. The miracle on 34th Street is that Effie's here, you know, eight, nine years later, still handling this stuff in Manhattan. 
But when your boyfriend's right next to you and he's also seeing that like there's genuine joy. Like kids came up to me and wanted to take a picture with their dads. Like it was he's like, You really are. You make the people happy. I was like, I know, let's go shopping. <laughs> We're on 34th. Let's go shopping. Look, MSG, I guess that's next year. The Square Garden, darling. It was incredible and fun. But also I started getting messages like with Jeff Jarrett tagging me and stuff that he was in New York and was starting like to riff on me. So like back in my head, I'm still a little scatterbrained over all this. Eventually, the other members of SGC woke up. Uh, shout out to Mance Warner, who made his return. Shout out to AJ Gray, who won the Brass Ring Ladder match. And shout out to Matt Justice, who looked like he was just having the time of his life. I got to tell you, we got to we got to Madison Square Garden. Uh, not Madison Square What am I doing, dude? I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, you're in the future. That's now. episode 120. We're on like episode 19. I'm sorry, folks. Uh when I got to the hammer sign, they were still a little behind me, but we had caught up and I got inside, set up the merch with priors, which this is cool with priors because I tweeted this and I hope people understand this. I've known him since I was 18. We go way, way back. My friend Walter, who is friends with both of us also came. He's seen me wrestle at a show where there were two paid fans and they said wrestlers go stand out there in the parking lot. So they think there's fans. Uh, and then he got to see me here, but I'm looking at priors. I'm looking around the room and I started to make the connection of like, yeah, there's a lot of people here wearing stuff you designed. And not just for him. Like He's designed for other people. He's designed for wrestling as gay. He's designed for me. All over the room. And I'm going, oh shit, man. This must feel pretty cool as a designer. Where you can just be like, am I the culture? <laughs> like, Have I created something here? It's very incredible. It's very magical. It's and uh, it's nice to see it through that lens of like, damn, like we're doing some stuff together still. Yeah, man, he he deserves that. He's uh, spending a weekend with him. I was, he's just total sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. And Peter, he knows how to put up with me. Now you got to see that relationship between yep. us, which is, I mean, very interesting. But he knows how to filter my brain. Like I can walk in all day and be like, I'm a genius. Let's do this. But if you can't filter the effy out of my brain. It's, it'll never make any fucking sense. Right. And that guy's been filtering me for years. It works. Thank God for priors. It looks so cool. I got kind of settled in. I ran into Marco's stunt. So we went out and we got Gatorades and Red Bulls and kind of hooked everybody up. There's nothing better than like everybody's having the most nervous day of their life. And you get to walk in and be like, here's some Red Bulls and Gatorades, everybody. They're like, oh, I didn't know I needed salt in my life. Uh, I saw Pero there, tried to avoid Pero because he keeps trying to kill me. But I think Brett hired him as like production security because he was just on the stage in a suit for a while looking. I mean, Pero's like gigantic and he's in this suit for like, like a game show host. And he's like, I'm, I'm ready for him to like tell me who's next on the match game. But he's just trying to fight motherfuckers. It was insane. Now, the backstage of this area. Obviously, I wanted to look at the ring and see all this, but like. I'm I'm clearly not going to be like practicing moves in the ring for this match. So I go find a room and when SGC gets there, uh, there are so many rooms you can go into. Let me just kind of put it this way. There's so many locker rooms. They have mirrors, they have bathrooms, they have tables and chairs. Mad justice. I love them with my whole heart. But the SGC locker room he found that he said was the most SGC had no lights, barely had a floor, had a piece of plywood down, had a straight up view into the ceiling of the arena, and had a secret staircase that went up to like the bird perch where you can lurk down over the whole place. And he was like, listen, man, we got here being outlaws. We're going to take the outlaw space. And I was like, this makes sense. We did spend part of the show. That like top balcony bird view was like, 
it's so crazy being up there. Did you take any pictures from it? I did take a few. Not as good as the ones they were taking. They had like real photographers right. up there. Like shout out Nick Carp. He was up there with <laughs> us in the bird area. Uh, and also uh, Bill Alfonso. The fucking now you may not know much about Fonzie Peter, but Fonzie is an ECW legend. This is not his first time in the Hammerstein Ballroom. He's been a part of many ECW uh, events in the past, not just there. And he was there that night to be with the SGC. He's the manager, baby, Fonzie, Daddy, Daddy. We got to get out there and show him what to do. He is so much fun to be around. He was chilling with us in there, but he kept going. Matthew, go into a room. Go into a room with some lights, Daddy. Go find a room with some lights. We got lights downstairs, Daddy. And he was like, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm going to sit right here and soak it in. I can hear the room from here. We don't have a ceiling. And just watching them go back and forth and being like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with Bill Alfonso in 2022. And also shout out Pollo Del Mar because Pollo Del Mar and Bill Alfonso hung out all night and like ate McDonald's together. And... She's claiming to be the manager of champions. Bill Alfonso's the manager of champions. You'd think they'd fight, but really they just got along. And you know, Bill Alfonso's going, What's this giant woman doing here, Daddy? This drag queen. <coughs> doing a Fonzie voice is not good for your throat. <coughs> Shout out to Fonzie, Daddy. Um The show began and they did the big pre-show, and we were watching all of that from up there. They had battle royals, scramble matches. They kicked off the match with the ladder match, which had a lot of the GCW originals like Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppen, Jimmy Lloyd, Alex Colon, G. Raver, uh, and AJ Gray was in there as well. There may have been someone else in there too. I'm not entirely sure. Who else was in there? Oh, PCO was in there. Yeah, PCO. Be careful with that pile driver. Um, people were getting pissy because AJ tried a spot and, you know, ladder moved a little, missed the spot. Yo, this man and all of us, we wrestle a hundred hundreds of matches a year. We do this all the time. We're not at ring of honor where we can say cut. We're not at the NXT studios where we can say cut. We can't re-record it like they used to do on the close set tapings. This is live. This is here. This is now this is us going for it. If y'all are trying to shame a man for falling off a ladder, you're a fool. And I doubt you could probably even get up a ladder. That's all I got to say about that. Now, the show is kind of dredging closer. The show is going, and obviously the nerves build up. There's tension. There's a palpability. And I am about to go out and fight uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett. And you're just going like, if, if you think about it too much, you'll you'll lose your mind. You can't, you can't overthink the situation you're in because you're just like, oh, there's like over 2,000 people out there. They're all chanting your name. The music's on. You still have to fight this old man, dummy. Don't forget this. Um but I will say this, music hit, go out, take a look. I mean, you've seen the videos, people, you saw the entrance. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel undeserved. It didn't feel unfamiliar. Folks, I think we're onto something. I think the more people that we can get in front of, the more people that we can have look at us, the more excitement that we're going to have across the board for wrestling. And I was excited. I was pumped that there were this many people here. I was pumped at the reaction. Oh, I burped. I was pumped at the reaction that I was getting. Uh, I was pumped at the the feeling I was getting from everyone back. But also I was like, man, this doesn't feel that weird. And it feels like we could do this in more places. We could bring in more people. Either way, into the match. Not the match people were probably expecting. I, I know I haven't watched the footage back. I did throw a $20 bill in the middle of the ring at the beginning of the match and just told this old man to lay down. I said, old man, lay down. You just want the money. That's why you came, isn't it? Come get the money. 
He wouldn't get the money. And I think I should have known then that I was fucked. But then I also should have known when I locked up with the man and was thrown about seven feet backwards and about clipped my head on the rope, I should have known there that there was trouble. There, there were many moments where I should have known that I was in trouble. And unfortunately, I'll admit it here. I will take a bit of a character dip and, and admit a flaw and say, I didn't take the man seriously, clearly. And he beat the fuck out of me. He whipped me with a belt all over the place. He threw me at the pizza tie bin ref. He broke a chair. He was trying to attack people ringside. Uh, I did have him in my crosshairs for a moment. All right. And this is where people are, I think, mostly disappointed. I had Jeff Jarrett in my crosshairs with the guitar and I looked down and I've been choking him with the pantyhose I ripped off my legs because I was real fired up. I had an option. I said, let me go choke this man with these pantyhose real quick. And I came back and I looked down and he's got spittle all over his mouth and his hair's all messy and kind of looking up blank eyed. And this is how they get you, folks. Felt a little bit bad for the old man for a split second. Oh, and it wasn't no. even a second. It wasn't even a second. But you have that thought where you go, ooh, this old man. And instead of putting him down like Tombstone style and just ending things there, I hesitated for a brief moment. And I got wimp wallowed right in the balls. I mean, the most Memphis fucking reach around big shot to the dick. And right after that, I ate a guitar to the top of the head. And I, I'll tell you this. The first time you eat a guitar, you don't know it's coming. You are likely, but legally not concussed. I'll never admit that I've ever had a concussion. Y'all can suck my or dick. Or pooped. I've never pooped. I've never had a concussion. Get it together, people. The first time you're not really prepared, you imagine this is what a concussion could feel like if it was a real thing in your life. And the second time... I was so fired up. The people were fired up. They're chanting, Daddy likes it. You were trying to choke me. I got real turned up there. People love when I get turned up. And uh, I screamed, once again, the wrong move. If I would have just headbutted him with my head in the guitar while he's right in front of me, probably could have at least gotten us to a double down. It would be a little less embarrassing. But no, I screamed and I flexed. And you can see my arms look, I mean, massive. Uh, my arms look massive in the pictures. But I scream, I flex, and... The guitar is then spun around my neck in such a way where he can drop me with his finishing move, the stroke. And I can't even say the fucking move right now because my tongue hurts so bad. The stroke. And that guitar then crumbled further around my neck. This was painful, people. But I did look up at him in this moment of confusion after I had been pinned. We were both somehow bleeding from the same spot. Once again, is this fucking looper? Am I in looper? I'm probably in looper. Now, we got to address it again. Jeff Jarrett, this week, on his podcast. I mean, you did put money down. And what was that the thing they'd sent you back with gold bars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the looper schemes with mm -hmm. the gold bars. I was testing the loop. I didn't need the 20 because I already had the 20 because the 20 was mine all along, whether it changed hands or not. Peter, this is disgusting. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Well, he went on his podcast, and this is what this is the old trope thing again, which I said originally, you can't just hit me with a guitar and get an effie match, but I failed, and he did. And now, he's doing the trope thing of, he got his win, and he thinks it's done, so he's going on his podcast going, oh yeah, effie, he's so good, he's so marketable, the fans, he knows how to work with the fans, he knows how to wrestle, he knows how to, and I'm going, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, you think this is roll in, get a win, Put him over a little on the podcast. You know how the wins line up. And then disappear or do something else. I'm not done, man. I'm not done with Jeff Jarrett. I get it. I get it. I've got a loss on my record. All right? 
First time you showed up unannounced, you attacked me. Second time you show up and attack my girl. That pisses me off enough to show up face to face. And guess what? I underestimated you. I'm admitting it. I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm not going to say anything. I've had to listen to all these fucking Jeff Jarrett marks try to roast my ass. Talking about... Uh, I can't even... It's. I'm not done with Jeff Jarrett. And I want to be clear. Nick Gage, Matt Tremont returned at the end of the show. Fought the Briscoes. Got the tag belts back. People said, oh, it was too short. It was this. It was this. We're working with New York State Athletic Commission. They're a bunch of fucking dorks. They're a bunch of fucking dweebs. Not only did someone call in and have Nick Wayne, who is 16, removed from the show, not because he's not a professionally trained wrestler, but because they just want to stir some shit. We had to stay within the lines. And I only bring these points up to say, if it wasn't New York State Athletic Commission, the Briscoes and Tremont and Nick Gage would have been bloody as fuck. And if I am given the opportunity, GCW management, to get at Jeff Jarrett again, to come back from my loss, to avenge uh, myself, I would hope that it would not be done involving the New York State Athletic Commission because I want to make that old man bleed for real. We can accidentally bleed, right? You're not even supposed to swing something above your head. It's Jeff Jarrett. They're not going to say shit. But I want to bleed for real. And I want to see what you really got when I'm taking things seriously. And I know you don't owe me anything. You won the match. You came in, you cheat, whatever. It doesn't matter. Punch me in the dick. I don't care, old man. Put me over or not. Tell me I'm great or not. Take my clout or not. And to the people who said, oh, Effie's just working when he calls people clout vampires. That's what that's what promoters do. They bring in people who garner interest. I don't want the interest we've garnered from those people. Jeff Jarrett fans are fucking miserable. They're miserable. But if it so be, I will draw him some more dimes. And I will allow another Jeff Jarrett Effie match to happen. Because I have to know in my head. I have to know. If, if it's pulled out, if there's no holes barred, if it's free to go, what would really happen? And I think if I came in and took things seriously, maybe maybe Effie needs to not be fine to be fine. Maybe we need to, I don't know. I'm probably going to be fine. And it's probably going to be okay. Uh, but I I don't know. I've, I'm at a loss, Peter, because this is, uh, I did not expect to leave this weekend as embarrassed as I am. as As destroyed and brought down as I am. I expected to have a big triumphant win. I expected to hit an old man with a guitar. I expected to do a little dance. And I expected to say, oh, thank you. when everyone said, I'm so happy you beat Jeff Jarrett. And I got none of it. And instead, not only do I have people going, ha ha, Jeff Jarrett beat you. You have people going, oh, the, the GCW originals can't even win matches against the Outsiders. They're useless. This is our big cable pay-per-view. This is our big moment. Oh, Ruby Soho beat Alley Catch. Yeah, well, who's surprised? Uh, at, at how that happens when 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 it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Allie should have won Janela should have beat Cardona I should have beat Jeff Jarrett this is all I've been hearing maybe one day it'll happen but whether the fans think I deserve another shot or not it doesn't matter because I need to know for me I'm not doing it for you right now I did Sunday for the fans I feel like and Jeff Jarrett knew not to do that because he'd been there before and the second you fall in, you get distracted. But maybe the fans almost got me there anyway. You see how confused I am, Peter. I'm lost in this. I'm going to drive to North Carolina tonight, Peter. Oh, you decided to go? Yeah. My heart's calling me. I got to go do it. It feels like your buddy that's moving to Australia, right? Yeah, he's got to go back to Australia. I got to see him before he goes. It's been tough. I'm sending all my blessings out there to you in the world this week. 
I hope I hope I come out of this a stronger, a stronger, better Effie than I did before. And uh, the cameo price is going to go up very soon. I saw some updates on some things going on. I got really excited, got some smiles. Yeah, they've got it officially like placeholder. So we're working towards some things. Uh, the cameo price is going to go up. So get your cameos while you can. I can't talk about this anymore. Peter, clearly I'm in a weird place. Uh, it was a great weekend. Shout out to Enjoy Wrestling. Thank you to the GCW fans. I joked with them and said, we'll be back next month to everyone at Hammerstein. We will not be back next month, but I don't think it's out of the out of the ordinary. And I hope that we can continue expanding the venues. Uh, I'm taking this next weekend off, but then I'm back to wrestling and I'm back to doing as much as I can. So to all, thank you for listening to Weekend at Effie's. We're in 2022. We're about to jump in deep. After this weekend of rest becomes the busiest time of my whole career, Peter. Are you ready to buckle in? Yeah, let's do it. What are you? What's coming up? They'll know. They'll know. It's happening. It's time, people. And also, Jeff Jarrett, I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kick your ass. Okay. Oh, I even hesitated saying it. I gotta work on this, Peter. Shit. Follow me at Effie Lives. Please follow Peter at Low Sky Dance. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. L-O-W-S-K-Y-D-A-N-C-E. The aliens have been visiting. And I'm going to keep forgetting to tell them to put stuff on Etsy to sell that you guys would definitely like. If you want to email us, weekendateffies at gmail.com. Ask about sponsorship deals before I have to make this a non-indie podcast and go take a... I'm going to go take Rogan's Spotify deal. I think they're going to get rid of him. And not by not by choice. I think it's just because uh, he's going to anti-vax kill everybody in the office. Oopsie daisy. We'll see. But I'd like to not do that. If you've got something that you would like sponsored or a question for Effie or a question for Peter, please reach out, let us know, and uh, we'll go from there. Peter, what do you got? Uh, you named everything. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Weekend at Effie's. Keep listening. Keep going. Uh, what a tone shift this week. But we'll get back to the wild style. Uh, Y'all deserve the truth. Everyone deserves the truth.